Hi, everyone, and welcome to AB Conversations, where we will help you CFP your way out of it, a podcast where you get into the minds of a couple certified financial planners on how we think and feel about everyday financial planning questions and what should really matter most to you. A healthier financial life starts. Hello, Ben. Hi, Adam. How are you? Great. Podcast time once again. It's like a, for me anyway, it's like the highlight of the week or every other week or whenever we end up recording these. It's always a fun time. It, it warms my heart to hear you say that. Um, we are we are doing our best to help people out. So I I think this one will resonate with a lot, a lot of different yeah. people. Yeah. The uh, so let's just jump right into it. The the topic for today is focusing in on the transition that people go through when they get to retirement, specifically through the lens of saving up to retirement and then spending once you get to retirement, right? Flipping that switch from saver to spender, um, which we've, I've heard numerous, numerous times. It's, it's much easier said than done. Yeah. I think it's already, you know, anytime you go through these big transitions in life, there's already kind of the anxiety around, you know, what's going to change? How do I, how do I need to change? Um, And I think especially now, you know, we've got people that maybe two or three years ago knew they were going to retire, but now we're in this more difficult market environment and economic environment. And to your point, well, the saving part was easy. Now, now fear starts to set in, you know, what can I spend? Am I going to run out of money? You know, what just people needing to be reassured. So yeah. I think it's a good conversation for us today to kind of talk about how do we help people flip that mindset from saver to spender and um, what are the things that they kind of need to look out for? Yeah. Yeah. So like right off the bat, and I think this goes for many different topics, but I think just letting people know that they're not on an island, like they're not alone yeah. in, in kind of feeling that anxiety or feeling that level of stress and just how am I now going to make that transition millions of people, right, are going through the same, maybe not millions, but people getting to retirement, there's a heck of a lot of people. It's it's that generation right now, right? It's, it is the baby boomers. There's a lot of people going to be retiring in the very near future. So number one, you're not alone. Um, but also going through, a, a, again, we're biased, we're planners, but going through a planning process can give a little bit more context to the spending side of things. So we'll get into yeah. some of those, those details, but I think, you know, what, what kind of stuck with me in, in thinking of a recent client, you know, he, he made it very clear to me, this, the saving part, while maybe not easy, right. Living within your means is, is not always the easy thing to do, but I know right. as long as, as long as I save, that is like, just, just save. That is, it is a one-step process. I can save yeah. if I if I do <laughs> investing as step two, fantastic. But saving is great. There's not really a fear of oversaving, right? That's right. not a that's not a bad outcome. Um, but getting to that point and now trying to flip that switch to spending, that can go awry. There are many different ways that that can go sideways and have negative impact. So it's, I think it puts a lot more pressure on getting that side of it correct, or at least feeling like you have a really good handle on uh, recreating your paychecks, which we know is yes. kind of the fear, right? And you, you already said, the, said the, the phrase, it's the fear of running out of money. Once you stop working, once you stop earning, whatever you have saved is essentially finite. 
Um, and that comes with a yeah. whole lot of, of, you know, worry and anxiety of now, how do I make this last as long as I do? Yeah. I think, I think that probably hits the nail on the head in the first thing that I would have wanted to talk about. And it's creating some sort of balance for people. Um, if you have a plan, the whole purpose of a plan is to kind of understand parameters a little bit, but I think it's okay. And what we want to do is get people okay with the thought that you don't have to think too far out, right? I think those first couple of years of retirement, you know, those go-go years, it is a little bit of trial and error to go, okay, what, what am I going to be spending money on? What does this look like for me? We've got all the technical things and maybe we'll talk about some of them to try to be efficient about this. Mm-hmm. But I think right off the bat, we want them to be able to balance that excitement of doing the things that they were so excited to retire to um, while not being too fearful on the front end of, well, what's going to happen 25, 30 years from now? Am I going to run out of money? Um, and it's really about that trial and error and creating a system. I'm going to say not just for the spending before review. So flipping this switch you say it a lot of times it's going to be moving a dimmer right it's not just off and on um and it's okay give yourself permission to be okay with here's going to be the plan but i know it's not going to be perfect we're going to adjust it i'm going to see how spending is going i'm going to break it into these different camps of now i understand what i need versus what i want or what i wish for and be able to work through that over time yeah and i think you know part part of that conversation and it's not always the the fun side, and, and maybe sometimes there are difficult decisions that need to be made based on what you have saved. Um, but as you said, it, it is a little bit of, of trial and error. Or for, for some people, it is just test driving what that may look like and feel like early on in retirement with some yeah. guard, guardrails, right? We wouldn't, we wouldn't want somebody to overspend early in retirement and then feel like that's going to be a detriment later in life. But it is there is some of that where... It, it is somewhat uncharted territory. Um, for sure, yeah. What, just an, hopefully for, for people getting to retirement, it is just an abundance of time. And now how are you going to fill that time? Oftentimes there, is, there are hobbies or volunteer work or whatever, spending time with grandkids, whatever that may look like, oftentimes travel comes with expenses. Um, and I'm thinking back to a, a, mo- a recent podcast that we did where we were encouraging people to not hold back on projects or spends that they had planned to do. And they were very fearful of doing those things and actually following through because of the market volatility, because of the the downturn in the market. So I think through that lens, this should be no different, but um, yeah, I'm not, I I don't, I'm not sure if I I made a point there, but I guess the point is it is early on in retirement, give yourself permission to kind of feel it out. Um, without any exactly. you know, huge, major, you know, irrevocable decisions with your life and, and your finances, but be able to kind of plug and play a little bit and see what actually feels good and, and what actually works for your situation. Yeah. And that process of review with us really is going to start with, let's, let's just come up with a baseline plan. I, you know, I, I don't want to equate somebody's retirement to like parenting our children, but like sometimes you just need to create the parameters, right? And we, we try to do that in planning. We know we're not going to hit the nail on the head with your expenses. You can't know, you know, and and oftentimes people come in and once you start to open up that conversation, they don't know if they'll sell the house later in life and downsize. They don't know if their kids move away, if they'll do that too. They don't know what trips and what big expenses are going to pop up. Yeah. The point is to have the process for review, but to have the parameters and we will share that. Here's what we think you can spend. 
by the way, here are the buffers that we built in, right? So all those things that might make you anxious about spending, let's talk about them and let's keep them in a camp that's supported, you know, by maybe the next step on what are the logistics that we're going to do with you behind the scenes to recreate those paychecks? Where are those efficiencies with places that you have money saved, what's accessible, what's, what's invested where and why? Yeah. Uh, so, I mean, that, that leads me right into, you know, our, our three bucket theory, which I know we've done a, a separate podcast on, but that uh, essentially speaks to exactly what you're just talking about there is if you have things structured in a way that gives you flexibility um, and have cash accessible that if, if the market is down, you're not forced to sell investments at a loss to generate the cash that you need to meet your needs. Um, that should come with a whole lot of, you know, peace of mind and some confidence that we know rocky times are, are going to come our way at some point, yep. um, whether that is just pure, you know, market volatility or if it's, you know, phone call this morning from a client, uh, one of the, the spouses was in a car accident. Now we need to replace this car. We're going to get some proceeds from, from the car insurance. We know that, but this was not an expense that they had planned for. By the way, sure. this, this exact same couple had to completely redo their HVAC system, you know, less than a year ago too. Again, another expense that wasn't planned for, but as long as you have kind of the plan, you have those, I'll use your words, like those parachute cords to kind of pull yeah. when it's necessary. Again, we hope that that transition from, I know I have to do all this, sa this saving to, I still want to be mindful of my spending. Um, those things are going to pop up. They're, they are unavoidable. So at least going through that planning process, have a path that when life throws us a curveball, we at least have something to go back to and be able to adapt and, and access money in an efficient manner to your point. Yeah, so in addition to kind of setting the parameters on spending, that second step, what I heard you say, we follow that three bucket theory where it's really our job to manage liquidity needs and structure things in a way where the time horizon is what we're paying attention to. If this is money that you don't need to spend or we don't anticipate spending in the next four to seven years, then it's okay that stocks are down right now because we have cash on the front end or we have some investments that are creating income to replenish the money you're taking out to replace that car. If you right. set these parameters, you set these structures in play, we want it to be as simple as, hey, you, you have this auto deduction saving going on for 30 years of your career. Now you've got this <laughs> auto flow of money, right? You've got this direct deposit and by the way, your investments, just like when you were working, kind of act like your savings account did when, you know, had you needed to replace this car 10 years ago when you were still working, right? right? It's safe money that we can have accessible. We don't want the, you know, these ebbs and flows of the market to create that type of anxiety in retirement. We want the hands-off approach that maybe you had when you were working <laughs> to be the same way. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's fair. So. I guess a, another thought that I just had in general, and, and maybe that maybe it doesn't necessarily flow, but we'll see how it goes. Um, we know we we know that you know retirement is not necessarily, or at least spending in retirement is not linear. Um, you know, you you For use sure. the term go go, right? And there are we we kind of have like three phases of retirement. It's early on, maybe it's the honeymoon phase where it is those go go years. You're still young enough and active enough to travel do the things that you want to do when you want to do them. Like that, that is a window of time. And then when you get beyond that, there's the, the slow go years where you're still doing things. Maybe you're not traveling as much. Maybe you're not spending as much. 
um, on whatever. Um, but it, it tends to slow down. And then at the, at the, towards the end of life, it's, we call it the, the no-go years where you're probably yeah. not traveling, uh, you know, the world in your nineties, maybe some people will be, um, but odds are that the lifestyle spending probably decreases right. over time, but that may be somewhat offset by who knows what medical care, healthcare costs late, later in life. So yeah. where, the, sp the spending may not be completely just linear day one of retirement to, you know, day, what is it? 8,000. What, what's yeah. the, what's the, the 30 days or 30 years in retirement? Um, yeah. 8,000 days. I, yeah. I think just, just kind of thinking through that, through it in, through that lens, there are different periods of retirement and those can have different spending levels. Not, I guess that doesn't necessarily impact the the three bucket side of things for us, but it is just another thing to be mindful of that, you know, what you're spending on day one in retirement could very well be very different than what you're spending on, you know, when you're 80 in retirement. Yeah. And I think specific to spending, that's a really good point because everything is a balancing act. It needs to be that way. So when there are those bigger spends, we do need to balance the fact that compounding returns is still important, right? When we say yeah. managing time horizon, we understand that with the closer people get to retirement, they need greater certainty that the savings is going to be there and doing what they want. But we can't just take everything. And, and this is a temptation right now for people. We can't mm -hmm. just take it all mm -hmm. and move it to cash or move it to bonds because let's be real, your pension's not going to keep up over time. Some people have those annuity payments that aren't increasing at all. Um, mm -hmm. Social security, we've gotten some increases here these last couple of years, but historically doesn't keep up with expenses. You right. need to be able to have that money growing and killing the geese on the front end that are supposed to be laying your golden eggs later in life. Yeah. You just, you need to balance the spending in the go-go years. So it's just another way of saying, look, it's important to have a partner in the process. I understand that the do it yourself model can work for a lot of people. Mm -hmm. Please, if you're, if you're retiring, seek somebody that's gone through this, right? Yeah. To come up with that baseline plan and understand those parameters because spending is a big one. Yeah. And, and on that note, um, we certainly have, I, sh I won't say that it's a lot, but we, we certainly work with people that are do-it-yourself investors, but just want to have yeah. that sounding board getting to retirement. That is, that is a, a big, big kind of inflection point in somebody's lives uh, or in somebody's life. Um, so if it is just creating that pathway just to make sure they're not missing something or they are being mindful of where money is saved, where to access money first, right? We, we for, for acu accumulating clients, right? The pre-retirees that are just doing the hard work of putting their head down and saving. Saving, yep. We, off, we often come up with, we call it the pecking order of savings, like the hierarchy. Where should you save first? Where should you save second? Where should you save third? And that's different for everybody based on their individual situation and what they're hoping to accomplish. But when you get to retirement, we kind of flip that around to now it's not the pecking order of where to save. It's the pecking order of where do I access money first? And that's, I guess that's in yeah. line with the three, the three bucket theory side of things. But it ultimately for us comes down to taxes, accessibility, and that long-term uh, investment growth that we're hoping to achieve um, and having things structured in that way, again, that you can ride out the market volatility um, right. in, in years like, like we are in right now. Yeah. And it's that education that not every dollar is created equal. Um, right. And I think 
you don't want to learn that the hard way in retirement because mm -hmm. that act of saving uh, and the automation of that while you're working traditionally is into that company retirement plan, that 401k, that 403b, that's going to be 100% taxable when you take money yeah. out yeah. more often than not. So there is a degree of preparation too, where we start to look at those things when we have the opportunity to work with somebody closer to retirement. Where Where is this money going to come from? And can you build different buckets of money that give you some flexibility? Because ultimately, right, when that when that retirement happens and that finite amount of savings is there, what's the job, right? Be as efficient as possible as we can with recreating those paychecks. And those little changes over time, whether it's saving a tax dollar there or saving an investment dollar over here by tax loss harvesting or rebalancing, yeah, whatever yeah. it is, they may not feel like big moves, but that's another one of those checkpoints of things that we need to do for our clients that hopefully give them greater clarity on how to move forward with their spending and, and yeah. what's possible and what's not. Yeah. And some, sometimes it is that simple, right? The, the little little tweaks and little moves can add up over time to, to more meaningful impacts. And in, in this situation in particular, we're just thinking longevity, right? Making yeah. sure that what the, the pool of resources that you have, let's be efficient, like you said, um, and if small tweaks or, or adaptations need to happen over time to make sure that that is still there for you later in life, if and when you need it, that is that is the key. It's it's being able to adapt and make those small tweaks, um, which I think for most people that that's way more palatable, right? I'll, yeah. I'll make a small adjustment at this point in time rather than feeling like I have to make a huge huge shift in my lifestyle when I'm 85, right? We I often hear clients joke, you know, just as long as as long as you don't think I'm going to be eating cat food when I'm 90, then I'm okay. <laughs> yeah, how about that? <laughs> yeah. And I, to your point, I think that is palatable. It's all, it's all the reason I think to have planners and clearly we're biased. Clearly that's why we're talking about this. I just sure. think when you have that plan on the front end and you have somebody to help coach you through flipping that mindset, you almost have to look at it. Everybody knows when they turn 65 and they get on Medicare, or they're now in retirement that those annual doctor visits are a really important thing because mm -hmm. things mm -hmm. that you can get ahead of you want to know that so that you can course correct your own health if you need to like retirement planning is no different. Yeah. Make these small tweaks, find the efficiencies, you know, manage the time horizon so that we can find efficiencies with recreating those paychecks and, you know, let us, let us be that guide. Yeah. Yeah. And so I'll just, if there's anything else you want to share, go for no. it. All right. Then I'll, I'll, I'll try to put a, a nice little bow on it. I think <laughs> this is, this is the perfect scenario where the phrase, what got you here isn't necessarily going to get you there, right? It is, it is the encapsulation of you've done the saving that's gotten you here, but it is now a, a very different ball game once you get to retirement and spending down those assets, if you need to, um, in an efficient way is, is a, a whole different ball game. Yeah. And I, I just want to end it by kind of maybe saying where we started. Yeah. You're not going to be able to figure it all out. Planning is not a point in time it's supposed <laughs> right. to be for a rolling period of time so give yourself permission to not have to have all the answers but if you have a process if you have partners that's the key that's the key that way you can adapt over time yep so we're here agreed reach Love out it. all right thank you sir enjoy thank you. the rest of your day you too bye bye
Hey everyone, Adam and I really appreciate you tuning in. Please note that the opinions we voiced in the show are for general information only and are not intended to provide specific recommendations for any individual. To determine which strategies or investments may be most appropriate for you, consult with your attorney, your accountant, and financial advisor or tax advisor prior to making any decisions or investing. Thanks for listening.